What's up? Hims, hers, theys. Um, uh, you're going to find out in a minute that I have shit for brains and why and why I've learned to never, ever be professional and never do anything in advance. Might as well cut to the fucking goddamn chase. Uh... This episode was supposed to be someone else. Supposed to be Matt Halpern from Periphery coming back for a second episode. Long story short, I've got a shit MacBook Pro with 128 gigabytes of storage. And sometimes I need to delete all of the um, audio that I'm not using to, to free up space to do other stuff. Because I'm poor. Oh, I'm poor. Sign up to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash the downbeat. Or you could buy a t-shirt. www.thedownbe.at. So it spells downbeat and you could buy a t-shirt and then I wouldn't be so poor. Anyway, that's that bit out of the way. The, uh, I had, I was really like, I've got this new desk. We all know about the new desk. I'm going to be really productive. I I did like five episodes of the podcast. One logic session. So I've got the same crispy dulcet tones. Um, everyone's on their own little, um, I've got one track, which is just for me. And then I've got everyone else on their tracks. So just, you know, making it, what's the word? The same, making it all the same, consistent. There we go. Boom. Done it. Professional. And so at some point when I was streaming, I run out of space and uh, usually what I do is I'll just select unused files because there's a lot of like takes or old shit that I don't use anymore. Select unused files, delete. Did that. Unfortunately, Matt's vocals, vocals? I guess it's vocals, uh, were not on a track and I deleted the file. Went back to the Wii transfer. That's gone. Expired because who the fuck uses Wii transfer? Terrorists. That's who, I imagine. Um, went back to Matt. Matt's not got the file anymore, so that's gone forever. But in doing that and searching frantically for the file, I found a different conversation that I thought that I deleted, which is with Justine Jones from Employed to Serve. And I was gutted because we recorded this last at the end of last year. And I thought I'd done the very same thing I'd done here, but to my vocals. Vocals? speech track and vocals fuck it uh so every cloud i found a good episode of the downbeat but you know i'm quite happy about that i'm gutted about the matt one because it's a great conversation but i'll just fucking phone him again we'll have another little chat he's got a lot of wisdom so yeah my guest this week is i've just realized i say guest i don't even say guest you probably think it's a sort of a processing issue. No, lazy man issue. Lazy man that can't speak properly issue. My guest this week is Justine Jones of Employed to Serve. She is the vocalist in Employed to Serve, who are like a metalcore band from the UK. Very talented individuals. And she is the co-owner, co-owner, co-runner, whatever, of Church Road Records, an independent record label, with very cool bands. Um, Employed to Serve just finished recording their album. In fact, they were in the studio when we had this chat. Just a little few nuggets about that. Talk about owning a label. Talk about, yeah, cool shit. I can't really remember because it was fucking ages ago, but it was a lovely chat. Justine's a lovely person. Um, Employed to Serve have a Patreon as well. So if you've got any money left over from giving me all your fucking money, you could give them some money. 
or um, they do cool shit on their Patreon. I saw they did a cover of Dillinger the other day, like a full band cover. That's pretty fucking sick. Um, and Church Road Records do like a subscription thing. Look at me plugging people. That's good, isn't it? They do like a vinyl subscription, which is cool. If you've got any money left over after buying my fucking shit first, please. Justine Jones on the Downbeat Podcast. Justine Jones, the first woman in space, as in you're the first woman on the downbeat. Hey. Yeah, but that's more like I feel terrible. But my thing is, right, I don't really ask people. I've just been letting people come to me. And then it got to a point when I was like, Right, okay, there's, there's no women coming to ask me to come on and I need some <laughs> sort of representation. So I started asking and then people started saying no. <laughs> so then, And I was talking about it on a stream and I was like, come on guys, help me think. And then someone mentioned you and I was like, fuck yeah, that's perfect. Awesome. So thank you for coming on. No worries, thank you. It's uh, nice to talk to someone outside my house. No offence to my household. How is your household? Why, why, why is it so bad? Go on. Well, I've just been here since like, I mean, obviously very grateful I have somewhere to live, but um, I've just been here since what, like March? And like, it gets a bit like, oh, can't talk about anything because I know exactly what they've been up to. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I'm literally the same thing. Obviously, it's it's fine and a lot of people have it much worse but just sometimes i'm like we've been doing the same thing all day so i can't really hit you with anything it's what what me and like have been doing is like when the other person's on their phone for like more than about five minutes we're like what's going on like just just to try and get some form of like outside and anything entertaining happening on your phone no no, me neither. Just fucking scrolling through the same fucking apps. Yeah, like I've gotten really, really addicted to dog videos um, and like animal videos in general. It's it's getting to the point people know to send them to me and I have to like fake laugh because I know I've already seen it, but I don't want to tell them I've already seen it because that's really sad. Uh, what's your go-to? Because I'm like that with memes. When I've got like certain mates that send me memes and I've seen them, but I don't want to be like, yeah, I've already seen it. I just go like, usually I'll overcompensate and it's like 11. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm fucking Mark from Peep Show. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Yeah, I go I go for the, uh, what is it? Three ha-has like together uh, or I go, ha. Like, just the one. Yeah. Like, ha, I don't know, ha's kind of like a bit like sarcastic though, like lol. Do you, do you do you use a lol? Like I use a lol and I use a lmao. Ah, like a okay. lo- I, I use them all the time. And the only the other day that someone was like, "Yeah, I hate that," and I was like, "What?" I'm doing it semi ironically because like a capital lol is like I actually laughed, a, a full on a hundred percent laughed. A lowercase lol to me is like a huh. Like, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and then a lamau is... Like, I'm not actually laughing my ass off. My ass is intact. But I, it's more of like a... Ah! 
Yes. You're one of those. I go for the cry face emojis because I usually cry when I laugh because it hurts. Oh, yeah, but those ones to me seem slightly insincere. Yeah. The one that's like really fucking going nuts, cry laughing. I'm like, are you? Or are you just fucking sat there? Or it's a bit like goady, so they're like kind of laughing at you rather than with you. It's just like... Yeah. yeah. So what's going on with ETS during this? Um, so we've actually been as busy as you can be during a pandemic. So we've like written an album and we've literally started recording it as of yesterday. Like Casey's putting drums down... Um, these Whoa, putting wait, drums wait, down, wait, recording wait, drums. What, 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 what? You're, you're, you're recording right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, they're literally just doing drum... Ta- uh, what are they doing today? They're doing drum tracking for a few days and then uh, I think guitar's next and then it's me. So I'm just chilling what at home. Fucking good, what a good time to catch you. What, where, are they, where are you tracking? Uh, we're with Lewis Johns at the ranch again. Um, it's our fourth album with him and uh, yeah. Really excited again. It's gonna be good. Where is where is the ranch? Uh, Southampton. Is that the one? I think I know the one. Has it got fairy lights everywhere? Uh, yeah, yeah, it does actually in the live drum room. But yeah, uh, it's where like f- Creeper recorded one of their records with Neil Kennedy. Um, so like it's uh, Lou and Neil there. Fuck yeah! And Casey, of course, being your new drummer. And I helped sort that out. Yeah, you did. You match made us. How cool is that? He's such a fucking good drummer. And I like, I saw him kind of get, he got a little bit shafted by the Amity Affliction gig. Do you like, like, I'm obviously I love Amity as well as guys, so I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus. But for anyone who's listening, you probably already heard this story. Casey drum teched for Amity. And then when their drummer left on a tour that Stray was actually on, he filled in and he fucking smashed it. And then that drummer actually went on to quit. And then they didn't go with Casey, but he stayed being the drum tech. And I remember just thinking, what the fuck? Like, he's nailing it. He's doing fine. And then I always like was just a bit like, oh, man, he needs a band. And then I spoke to Sammy at some point. And he was like, oh, yeah, we actually need a drummer. And I was like, oh, this is what this is who you want. I think I actually recommended two people, but you went with Casey. Yeah, like, so we actually uh, go quite far back with Casey because we, on our first EP in 2014, we toured with Funeral for a Friend. And at that time, he was drumming for them. So we've actually already sort of toured with him before. And he's like, Lewis Johns is like favourite drummer and he like every time we record with him he's always like oh Casey's like really great um and we just know him as like a really good drummer but we actually didn't think he'd be interested because he does all the like sort of touring stuff of like Amity Affliction and he I think he filled in for a few other big bands we were like oh he's gonna he's gonna get paid (laughs) so um so we didn't initially ask him but um because of that but when you mentioned it we were just like oh yeah like fuck it let's ask him and he can only say no and fan uh, thankfully he didn't so I just I knew because he'd actually hit me up maybe like a week before you guys just because I'd replied to one of his fucking shredding videos and I was like man you're so fucking good and he was like oh I just wish I had a band and then Sammy hit me up and I was like let's get 
all these people are just fucking fuck each other. <laughs> Musically, obviously. A, mu- a musical gangbang. And now you're fucking recording. Is it a full length? Yeah, yeah. Like it's for like it's proper metal as well. We're making him uh, bust out his double kicks. So uh, really excited about it. It's going to be really cool. Well, I hope am it I is. Getting like a, am I getting a scoop then? Is this a scoop? Uh, yeah. Know this? Actually, no. Like I think, well, it depends when you release this, but like we're going to sort of like start doing how oh, we're in the studio and doing like videos and stuff. Um, oh, so you're going you're gonna to want me to wait to release this? No, no, no. It's totally fine. Like, I mean. I um, can smash it up. Yeah, you can smash it up. Fuck yeah. You can be like, yo, exclusive scoop. ETS this are in the, the studio. Fucking, this is the fucking scoop. So how, let's let's go way back before we talk about your fucking album because then it f- feels like press otherwise. How do we know each other? Ooh, I don't. Do you know what? I don't know if I met you when you were in your Viatrophy days, because because I used to, me and Sammy used to roll about the death metal scene quite a lot when we were like sixteen. Um, and I know there's loads of bills. I think, did you tour with, you toured with Ingested, right? And like... M- must have done, yeah, all the time. Yeah, so like we used to see them all the time because like we've known them since we were like young as well. Um, so we might have crossed paths then, but I guess like officially I met you when we played some shows with Stray um, a couple years yeah. back. That weird little, little sort of, was it the summer? It was like a summer Euro thing. Yeah, it was in between festivals, wasn't it? I think it was like in between Grass Pop and with Full Force. I think, yeah, we did yeah. some shows in like France and one in Germany or two. And we did uh, Eindhoven. Did we do Eindhoven? That little, we did that little tiny place on the street. Oh, yeah. I remember that and, load in, uh, yeah. <laughs> that load in, there was the little tiny stage in the back and the show ended up being fucking sick. And there was, yeah, the, weed, was fine. the weed place nearby because it was legal and everyone got fucking stoned except me because uh, yeah. it makes me makes me anxious. Yeah, oh, me too. Um, yeah, I just I just can't fucking do it. I wish I could because I see people like who are just like, yeah, I just I watched on the new Star Wars and it just had a sweet joint and I'm like, that would be my idea of hell. I would be fucking just on another planet. No, fucking ah ah. Fucking robots, no. <laughs> yeah, you just start pranging out about why your hands are by your sides and how weird they feel and, and stuff like that and just, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's stuff like that. Am I am I walking weird? I'm pretty sure I'm walking weird. I don't normally walk like this. Like, why would anyone... I mean, I went through a period where, because it was helping me sleep, I was like, yeah, I would smoke it just before I went to bed. And then, yeah, exactly stuff like that. Like, I'm sure I don't usually use my arms like this am i out of the sight too much is something strange going on and then an internal meltdown i'm glad you're on the same fucking wavelength oh yeah like i'm a pansy with anything like that i can't drink too much coffee i can't if i drink too much the next morning i'm a mess um so, oh, I, yeah. can, I can do coffee i tested coffee i can do coffee like pretty close to bedtime and still not sleep and wow, i can do mad. i and I can do no coffee and I can still not sleep. It's exactly the same. There's just no sleeping. So we met on that tour and then we tried to get you for another tour and you turned it down. Oh, we had our headline dates. Yeah. We yeah. did want to do it. We yeah. did. We were gutted. It was this time last year, that tour. Yeah, we were gutted. it was. 
And you know what? That tour was fucking sick and it would have been even sicker if you guys were there. But it was sick and everything worked out. You guys took Loathe, didn't you, in the end? Yeah, Straight, Devil Wears Prada, Gideon, Loathe. Yeah, Loathe, Loathe the Sick. They're so fucking sick. Their new sick. album's amazing. Uh, I honestly, do you know what? That came out in like February, didn't it? Yeah, literally just before I, the pandemic hit. I, I went through a period of about seven months, six months from about March. This is, for, especially speaking to like a label owner, this is, I'm embarrassed by this. I went to a period from about March to, I would say last month, where I just didn't listen to anything new music wise because it would make me fucking depressed because <laughs> i'd just be like if i wasn't depressed for myself about it like our oh, music's never coming back i'd be depressed for the bands like the load album came out and i loved it and then i tried to listen to it in lockdown and all i could think was they're they're, they're just about to just they're just about to be like the world at their feet and they can't even fucking gig this fucking album. And I would be getting getting depressed for other people as well as my own depression. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to listen to Sepultura and fucking Meshuggah and just the same shit I always listen to. And then now I've started, when people's albums of 2020 come out, I'm like, oh, I should have checked that out. And now I'm checking it out and I feel a little bit, a little bit better about it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I had a little bit of a phase of that, but in a weird sort of kind of optimistic way, I'm almost like, oh, hopefully bands will get bigger than if they were touring during lockdown because people have, like, all the time in the world to consume their whole back catalogue. I don't know. It could work either way. It could either get lost or, like, people just get really into it and, like, obsessive over stuff. Uh, right, I want to dig deep on that because that is a perspective I didn't even think about and you... All right, let's let's do some background. You own a label with Sammy, yeah, or Sammy owns it, and have you you've come in on it? Is it both of yours? Yeah, so basically, Sammy started Church Road as a distro label. When was it? Like three years ago, like 2015, and then yeah, um, sorry, 2017 maths. Um, and then yeah, he's just recently started releasing bands. Like we released our like little hardcore project, Glorious, on it like this summer, just gone. Um, and then, yeah, like, uh, then shit hit the fan and then I joined, like, full time. Nice. Shit hit the fan. It certainly hit the fan. Um, so, what, you reckon, have you got any, like, what's the word? Figures to back this up? As a label owner, you must be on, on top of the fucking streaming mountain. Are people listening to more music? It's really hard to quantify, but I would say yes. And I feel people are more generous at the moment. Like those who can afford to, I feel like they're like buying more because like they've probably, the thing is as well, especially the people who are fortunate enough to sort of be on furlough. If you think about it, all their travel expenses and all their just general going out expenses have like gone. So they've kind of just yeah. sort of sitting at home really bored and they've got a turntable and speakers and they're like, well, I'm just going to buy loads of records. And that's kind of what it feels like to me at the moment. I mean, it could very well change um, when furlough fully ends. But at the moment, like, I do feel like it's like online sales have like gone through the roof. 
That's fucking cool. I feel like that's the same with the with the podcast merch, and I guess it's a clothing line now. It's separate from that, and like the Patreon for the podcast. I'm surprised, but mainly because in my head everyone's a musician and everyone doesn't have work at the moment. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's that's really nice of you. That, that's uh, how, how have you got this money? <laughs> I'm sure the whole world stopped. I tell you what, I'm fucking. This is boring adult conversation. I'm like getting a mortgage at the moment, talking to mortgage people. That is well going up. Oh, it's fucking shit. And they are so harsh, horrible and nosy to self-employed musicians. It is fucking crazy. They'll go like, yeah, so why aren't you teaching then? I'm like, oh, there's no face-to-face stuff. Yeah, you could be teaching though, couldn't you? Don't fucking, don't come at me. (laughs) Don't don't come at me with this stuff. Oh, anyway, surely you, you can't be make, surely you can't be just making money from a podcast. Like f- fuck off. If this was like, I don't know, some other impacted business like a barber shop, they'd probably be a bit like a bit more lenient. But they're going in on me, and I think it's because I'm a musician. They don't even know what I look like. Imagine how much more they go in on me. Like yeah. the fucking the doctors. Going to the doctors with, uh, like, visible tattoos. They're fu- immediately they're like, "Which drugs do you want?" Because you're not going to get them. <laughs> well, I don't want the fucking drugs. I've hurt my wrist. Oh, you no. fucking, you fucking wanker. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Are you a footballer?" Right, must be drugs. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, drugs. It's drugs. Oh, mm, musician gigs are cancelled. Must be drugs. Absolutely fucking drugs. Uh, did you just launch, is it Palm Readers? Did, did Palm Reader come out on Church Road? Yeah. So like, um, yeah, so we literally just released that last Friday. Um, we released their album Sleepless and it's it's really fucking good. Everyone's fucking talking about it. I see it fucking going around the place. I used to share a practice room with Palm Reader. They're lovely, lovely boys. Yeah, they're wicked dudes. Um, but yeah, like it's gone really, really well. Like so happy because like it's like kind of like we were saying, like with whole sort of COVID and stuff, not being able to tour, you do kind of worry about like, you know, with no re- like actual release shows and like release tours, it's like kind of really hard to sort of gauge how well an album's gone down. Um, but like, yeah, like all of the online feedback's been amazing. Like sales have been really good. And yeah, just really excited for them. This is like, their 10th year I think as a band or it was last year it was their 10th year so like I feel like now people are like oh yeah this band are really good we should like get on board with them so yeah it feels like that's happening now I always thought that with them because even like so we record with Will Putney and then when the first time I met Will and we're talking about UK bands and he was like oh I fucking love that Palm Reader band and it like everyone loves them but they're not massive and I would if I was them which I'm not, and I'm admittedly a hot-headed, rash decision-maker, I would have faked a breakup and changed name about <laughs> five years ago, and I would have put the band back together again with exactly the same lineup, and then to get that new band hype. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Devil Sold His Soul. I would have done it with Devil Sold His Soul as well. Guys, we're breaking up. Last show. Oh, fucking shit. Oh, it sucks. Uh, guys, new band. Ex-members of Devil Sold His Soul. It's the same fucking band. And then you get that new boost. I'd, I've never seen it done. 
Like, that would be my play, and I wonder if that's a terrible plan and people would see through it. I mean, they will now. <laughs> it will now. Just Stray breaks up, and then I'm like, hey, guys, new band. It's me, Tom, Drew, Dragonneck. <laughs> and it's called... Foolproof. Pl- play from the path. <laughs> but what if no one gets on board with it? That would be so depressing. So you go through all that hassle, and you'd be like, oh, fuck, actually, people really don't care. <laughs> There's always that, that I danger. don't think I don't think if the music is good enough I don't think they would I think I don't know I, I Palm Reed is one of those bands that I like sometimes I'll fucking just be like why isn't why isn't everyone mad about him even the name's fucking sick the imagery's sick like what happened obviously they're fucking still sick and they're killing it but they should be bigger than they are oh 100% what at what it makes me think it was there a decision at some point that someone took that was the wrong decision and that just made made it just the trajectory go down a little bit i wonder if maybe they, i don't know maybe they had a shitty manager or something and it was like we should be doing this guys when it actually wasn't that because i feel like Viatrophy had that problem yeah do you know what my theory is i think it's because they started in the dreaded 2010s now i don't like i I know i wasn't too i wasn't like much how old was i i was like 18 or whatever when that happened so but like i swear there was like a real drought for like music like around 2010 to 2013 there was like it felt like loads of new bands weren't really like continuing or they would split up after an ep they would never really survive to an album and then, like, I don't know, like, this kind of music scene just seemed to have, like, a bit of a lull. And then, like, after uh, that right. point, I feel like it went up. So, like, when you got bands like Condra, who started, I think, in 2017, that was when people really started taking notice, like, of new bands. And I noticed, like, magazines and stuff, like, really on board of, like, championing new, new bands. Because um, ETS had that. Like, loads of people think, like... It's Sound of Formation is either our second or our first album, but we've been around since like 2014. But it's almost like no one just, I don't know, no one really knew. It's so weird. I don't know what, what happened, but. Yeah. Oh, you're so right, though. Let's figure out what happened. I want to figure out what happened because you're right. 2010, you had Viatri split up in 2010 because. I can only. I mean, we didn't have a booking agent that was good and we didn't have a manager that was good. So we didn't know what we were fucking doing. Um, and I feel like if somebody had managed us, maybe it is that the managers of the time were going after different bands. Like, as in, not, I'm not saying you need a manager to be successful, but sometimes you do. Sometimes you need a manager just to be like, this is the, the way that we're going. I remember Viatrophy, we had... We were on Avocado, but they weren't fucking doing anything for us. And then Avocado is a booking agent, if anyone doesn't know that. And they are very good, so I'm not slagging them off. And then we we weren't happy with them. And then Becky from the agency came to watch us, and then she said no. And then that kind of just gave us a little bit like, what the fuck? What the fuck is the point? We don't have a booking agent, we don't have a manager. And then we broke up. I wonder if managers were going after a different type of music instead of heavy music then. Yeah, 100%. Like, I genuinely, like, heavy music is fashionable at the moment, 
which is mental. Like I go to Urban Outfitters and I, I'm in fashion at the moment. I, I'm never in fashion. So like, it's just really funny, like kind of walking around. I'm like, literally there's like, I gauge it by the teenage girls. They started wearing what I wear. So I'm like, oh shit, I'm actually like, you can tell like, like tattoos and like sort of, you know, vans and like black skinny jeans and that are like all in fashion. And I think like any band that's sort of like not heavy, but looks heavy is like really like just immediately a hit and stuff like that. So I also think, you know, that is exactly it. I think like booking agents weren't really interested in like heavy music. They were more after like pop punk bands. I think there was a huge pop punk resurgence. Yeah. Like, um, so I remember like bands like Basement and like Narwhals and stuff like doing really well. Um, and like stories so far, like they were like really blowing up around then. Where did Narwhals go? That band was sick. I don't know. I think they just sort of split up. I think, yeah, I don't really know to be honest. Um, that is a fucking shame. Like, because they were they were blowing up, absolutely blowing up, and then they just fucking split up. Yeah, Dead I, Swans, another one. Yeah, I played Dead drums Swans and Dead Swans for a bit. Fucking unbelievable two albums, and it just broke up. And I, I know from being inside that band that it's a classic case of if they'd had a manager to be like, this is the trajectory, this is what we're doing, this is when the album needs to be written, this is when it needs to come out in order for us to get this festival in order to do that, then they probably would have stayed together and probably would have been massive. Like, you don't support Bring Me the Horizon and do badly from it unless there's some serious fucking internal issues yeah that's it like it's um i also think kind of going back to sort of like that whole era i don't feel like fans obviously have always been supportive but they were nowhere near as supportive as they are now and i don't know if that's because of things like patreon um like twitch and like all the social media i think because like social media has like dropped the veil and people can go actually like oh fuck these bands are really poor they can't even buy a coffee today kind of thing mm. they're like oh actually yes yeah, streaming all the time probably isn't helping them you know and they're like more like up for like buying your shit and like you know I buying more right. than one variant i think it is coming out like even I think COVID's fucking just made it even more at the forefront of people's minds that everyone that you thought was rich is not rich. Yeah, literally. Right. Like, it's it's mad. Like the perception um, of bands and like the reality is just it's so huge. Like so basically I had I can't remember I, one of my like shit jobs I had before I was working for a label I was just like in and like one of the like customers knew I was in a band and like wow I heard you played on like the the radio and rock show you must be quitting your job tomorrow right and I'm like ha wrong some people still think like that yeah literally even though though if you thought about it because the PRS for being played on the radio and rock show is sick but it happens once in a blue moon because of the variety of the show. You're not getting played and it's only two hours long. You don't get played on it every week. But I can't remember what it is. The PRS for being on Radio 1, if anyone doesn't know, PRS is Performing Rights Society who collect money on your behalf whenever a, some, a song, like a composition that you've written is on the radio or TV or whatever. But it's something like 13... 
13 pounds per 30 seconds of music, I think. Or maybe even more than that. It might even be 13 pounds per 10 seconds of music. So on the radio on Rock Show, you get your song paid. It's like 80 quid or whatever. But imagine like Beyonce. Yeah. She's on at least like two times an hour on at least maybe even four times a fucking hour. That is, you could live off your PRS. So while your favourite musicians in metal or whatever are poor, the pop musicians are fucking killing it. Oh yeah, like massively so. It's just, and the thing is as well, when you're like a solo artist, there's less hands in the pot. Like when you're a band, you have to split everything, like you split things five ways. Like, you know, there's obviously, you know, five ways of whatever's left. Exactly. Like after you've paid all your crew and stuff like that. And then, you got really boring shit. Like, what was it we bought the other day? We bought new drum heads for recording. It was like 200 quid and it's like the most boring thing in the world, but it's so expensive. And you just sort of like, it's just like stuff like that. And like, I don't think people like, even I forget like how much stuff costs. Like you're kind of just like going on tour and you're like, right, we need like a whole like wad of sticks. We need like a whole box of strings and then like you know, before you've even started the tour like you're already like down like x amount and it's just like this weird like kind of thing where everyone just thinks because you're like playing in front of so many people they're like yeah man they're killing it i bet like you know drinks are on them oh yeah and uh the gear must all be free like it's not it's a discount but because of the rate that you use the stuff you probably end up more than fucking joe and jenny who are in their practice room using the same drum heads for a whole year uh but having having said that i do get free drum heads so don't let casey do that again am i I getting am i getting trouble for doing that no but i'll has he got a deal i'll send him fucking email fuck yeah because like it's a you're recording a fucking professional album like it looks good for the it would look good for Evans to be on that a couple of fucking photos slap it up blah 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 I can't really talk but I guarantee you when I retire from touring I'll try and do a fucking A&R thing at a drum company because I'll be relentless I'll be like oh this motherfucker right here he's not getting anything for free when was the last time you posted some fucking content I get really fucking annoyed with that I see there's a little bit, certain companies, there's a little bit of like a boys club where the people who are mates with the artist rep get the best treatment, even if that person's not doing as much. Like right now, it's weird how so many musicians, I don't know if you've noticed this, have like just dropped off the radar because they're not touring. It's It's proven you need to, as like a, musician you need to be diverse like you've got a label as well you need to diversify your income because covid's just completely stopped fucking touring but i see i see people who are normal touring people like oh yeah just got a new kit and in my head i'm like from a business point of view why the fuck have you just been given a new drum kit you're not posting videos of it and you're not going on tour you're just mates yeah, it's it's such a weird one, isn't it? Because I totally get why companies wouldn't want to like give out stuff at the moment. But it's yeah, it's really interesting. Sort of what you're sort of saying about the whole like diversifying during COVID. Like you see it like massively. I mean, obviously you got your podcast and you've started doing Twitch as well. I think now. Oh, uh, my fingers are firmly in every single fucking pie right now. Clinging on, still can't get a mortgage. Clinging on. One day, 
One day you'll one get one. Day. But like, I think like you know, Matt Heafy is like the prime example. He's like the absolute king. Like, I don't know how he has that kind of energy to do it. But like, it's just people like him just like really showing that you can actually make money from music. And like, um, I think I think it's gonna be quite interesting going back after COVID because I. I do wonder if like live streaming shows and stuff is still going to be a thing because it's like another like you know way of making money so like bands can actually get paid. It's it's funny you say that about going back right when things go back to normal because I was thinking at an opposite point but also the same as what you were thinking really when you said Matt Hafey I'm like I wonder how many musicians won't come back or we'll just be like, oh, you know, we used to tour six months out of the year. Well, fuck that, because I get paid $800 a month to play video games at home. So I will give <laughs> you I will give you two headline tours in a year and fuck off. But then your point is like, will live stream gigs happen? I was talking to a friend who is like a promoter. And he basically, I think he had like, just optimistic like yeah when gigs are back these live stream gigs will be over i'm not even going to invest i'm not going to do anything about it and in my head i'm like is he right or a live stream gigs going to be the thing now i can't decide which i think will happen i feel like it would be a halfway house like i feel like there will be certain shows like for example the london headline show where bands are like spending the big bucks on like the pyro and stuff like that and they can make some real cool like live videos out of it i think like there'll be like one out of a tour or something might be live streams oh like, so that's a fucking a, a best of both worlds yeah because you don't want to be like oh it's like you know my set in scunthorpe like no offense scunthorpe you you joke I think I slagged Hull off once and now all of Hull hates me oh I love do you know what I love Hull like I don't know you love Hull um, yeah literally like their music scene is like one of my favourites like they have this um, what are they called Hull Noise Collective and they have like this little practice studio called Gorilla Gorilla Studios funnily enough um, and uh, yeah like they hooked us up with a last minute like practice room show when one of our like in stores fell through and it was it was sick like it was packed so uh yeah if you ever fancy it everywhere else the in hell's not great i mean i, I walk reckon past i'll be killed <laughs> honestly i really upset some whole people oh I'm i'll, 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 I'll talk to my contacts <laughs> please do please uh, let let I'll the country hull. of hull let the country of hull know that i'm i'm willing to pay penance for my sins um now is the time for like back on the street live streaming thing what you said maybe one show a tour streaming it now is the time right if i was if i wasn't spread so fucking thinly over twitch and podcasts or whatever i would be investing in live streaming stuff for that reason because imagine you have a company and then that does it all, does the ticketing and does everything. And then you could just turn around and be like, oh, you know, you've got this headline tour. Give us three grand. We'll live stream this show. And then we'll keep the profits or whatever. Or split the profits. You could make fuckloads of money. Yeah, I can't like imagine how many people watch the Architects one. 
Yeah, I know. I, I need to still watch that one. But like, yeah, like that looked amazing. I could imagine like someone like Live Nation getting on board. I mean, it's definitely something like... I don't want that. I want a small man. I want a yeah. small... Or woman. I want a small person to just dominate. I wonder if it's happening. I just don't know. Like, I feel like someone has to start the live streaming company. Yeah. If they're not, they're fucking up. Because now is the time to like hone the skills even with the podcast i've i've been slowly buying which is actually fucking disrupting my mortgage application i've been buying um cameras and live streaming stuff because i want to live stream the podcast from now on whenever it's done in person but then in doing that i've realized how easy it is like you get a 5g router you get a little sim card that's unlimited data three cameras a switcher and someone to operate it and you can like obviously it won't look as good as the the architects one or whatever but it would be a genuinely live stream a lot of these like like i I don't know which ones but a lot of these live streams are they're like they're not live because if they did it live and everything fucked up then everyone would want their money back so it's done like a couple of hours before or whatever but you could genuinely live stream live with a relatively small budget you can make a pretty decent little business i might do it yeah or like to be fair like i've actually been sort of thinking about if bands do it themselves because everyone like who can you know when you can afford like like takes a videographer on you just need to get one extra person and he's your live stream guy or girl um and like you know you can have just two people doing things and you can get the best of both worlds and like somehow cut a deal with a promoter where you give them a percentage or something and then just have all this sick footage just to sort of put online. Oh my God. I've just thought we've just, we've just uh, created my new idea because I'm going to have all this shit to live stream anyway. Yeah. I'll, I'll just start another Twitch account for Stray From The Path and then... Oh no! Then you basically get your mortgage. No, because we're we're like we're very much, and so am I. Genuinely, this is. I'm just going to put this idea out here for someone else who's far more capitalist than me. Because in my head, I want everyone to be able to watch everything for free, and that's probably why I can't get a mortgage because I'm I'm not like monetizing things that I should be. But you could, someone could, if they had all the equipment to live stream, which isn't that much. You could make a Twitch channel and it was subscriber-only video. And then you're like, oh, we're live streaming three shows this tour. So everyone would put their sub in for that month and then they'd be able to watch the live stream. Yeah. You make fuckloads of money. Yeah, and like... It's like greedy, so I don't want to do it. It is and it isn't. If it, if it's like cheap enough, if it's like three quid, like if it's less than a Tesco meal deal, like it's like nothing like for people to sort of just chuck it. And like obviously a lot of people argue that, oh, would it make people not want to leave their houses? But you can like see if you can like make it geo-specific. So anyone oh, within... Oh yeah, the football effect. Within Why like... don't show three o'clock football. Yeah, like you can literally just sort of like hope, like in theory, you can like block it so certain people in parts of the country that could come to the show, like, you know, don't like, don't have that option. And then you could like, you know, if you have like, I don't know, your US fans, if you're doing your London show, 
and like they can chuck it chuck you like a quid or like three quid or if you like do it for your patreons or any you know someone more like that um I, th- I think there's ways around it like i do feel like bands like in order to get big or like you know big like i be able to afford to live off of it and like get to the point where they're nice and high up on a stage at download festival like you know and like like festivals as well um like i feel like there needs to sort of be a bit of a monetary boost so they can afford to do the bigger videos they can you know afford to do like the adverts and you know just generally exist i feel like spotify needs to just do what bandcamp's doing one day a fucking month i think what bandcamp do they are they doing it every friday at the moment or yeah is it literally one friday a month? first friday of every first friday of every month they're doing like no revenue share days and it's like it's been incredible it's been so helpful this year if spotify did that for one fucking day we'd all be fucking rich yep <laughs> all right it drives me mental and it's annoying because it's like a necessary evil because spotify have the best platform they have the best like playlists they're all sick they have the best they're just the best and I just wish that they were very slightly more the best to us. <laughs> <laughs> just like, get just one day a month. That's it. That's how I'll take that. Yeah, it's a real, it's such a hard one, isn't it? Because like, I love the fact that they've given a very affordable option for people who don't have a lot of money. Like, you know, because when, you know, I was younger, like CDs were 20 pounds and like sometimes I'd buy a CD that I hated and I'd force myself oh, to like it because yeah, I spent yeah, all yeah, my yeah. money on it. So like, I love the idea that, you know, a kid growing up who hasn't got that much money can for like 10 pound a month worth of get the family Spotify thing can consume as much music as they want to. I think can that's skip, great. Skip the first track and say that's fucking shit on, yeah. te- on 10 albums a fucking day. They can be that's honest. crap. Intro, fuck off. I feel like I feel like it is making it better. It's making it hard, and everyone's attention span is zero. So, like, I love the fact that intro tracks are gone. Yeah. You can't have a fucking spooky... <laughs> Orchestral intro that lasts, like, five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you can't... Unless, unless you're Demi Borgie, you can't do that. And even if you are Demi Borgie, you're not making fucking music. But they're gone. Especially, I don't. I've got nothing wrong with the orchestral ones, but the ones that are like just a fucking like the deathcore ones. We all did it. First oh, yeah. track, the burner track, just <laughs> transmitting, and then the biggest song second after that. And no more Family Guy samples. Oh, oh fuck! Do you know what? <laughs> I feel like that's why Suicide Silence are as big as they are. I feel like musically they weren't doing anything better than any of those other bands at the same time. They were all as good as each other, like All Shall Perish and shit like that, but they just fucking got so big because of those Family Guy samples. Oh, yeah, because everyone had that as their uh, MySpace profile song, right? Yep. They, they they had the Family Guy samples at the beginning and before breakdowns and at the time it was the funniest fucking thing. I will hold my hands up and say I thought it was the funniest fucking thing on earth. Um, and it made the band massive. I think you're onto something there. What, bring them back? Bring samples back? <laughs> gold foil, gold foil hoodies, samples. I mean, we've got samples, but they're not like funny samples. 50 okay, inch stretches. I'm starting a live stream 
only band. <laughs> it's Deathcore. All the big samples, Mandalorian samples in there, whatever's big now. <laughs> We're going to have fucking Baby Yoda before breakdowns. And it's all being live streamed at twitch.com forward slash fucking the Mandagorian. <laughs> there we go. You're on it. Uh, I can't believe I came up with that so quickly. <laughs> the, the Mandagorian, and it, it's a gore grind, death grind with uh, samples. It's streamed exclusively by me. And I'm going to be rich. I'll be able to get that fucking mortgage. We should probably talk about your album. Yeah. I should probably, well, you should probably uh, learn the rest are of the songs. <laughs> are you annoyed that it's, this isn't very professional? I don't really do it very professional. No, I, I, I genuinely prefer things like this because I feel a little bit less uh, awkward, which is nice. I can't, I can't stand doing like... Like, even then, when I was like, you should probably tell me about your album, but... So tell me about... Da, 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 da. Um. Tell me, how did you feel when you wrote those lyrics? Oh, honestly. I'll tell you what, before we do your fucking album, before we do the plug, um, what's it like being a girl <laughs> in the... I know you get this all the time from the fucking press, but in the terms of a listening platform, it's probably quite wise. And in terms of me learning stuff, is it shit is it hard is it harder is it sexist being a girl in a insanely male dominated genre or have you found it all right i mean i don't do you know what i i don't really ever know how to answer that question apart from the fact i see a lot of bum cracks on tour because no one in my band wears a belt but like nice I've seen a lot of Sammy's bum crack actually when you just said that in my head I was like yeah Sammy's bum crack is always out <laughs> so that's that's the downside but like um, yeah like it's always a weird one because I, I I mean there are probably like moments in time that I can think of where I was probably treated differently because I am a woman but I don't know. I feel like people are quite clued up to it now. Like, obviously, there's always going to be certain scenes that are, like, a bit behind and stuff like that. But I feel like our scene as a whole is very conscious of it. And it's hard because I grew up playing football and, you know, back when I was into sports, before I was into metal, like, I've always just sort of been in a very male-dominated sort of, I don't know, I guess, (laughs) realm. That sounds a bit mystical. Um, area, yeah. I guess. Foot, football's not really a mystical realm. No, definitely it's probably isn't. The, the least mystical realm on earth. <laughs> Most basic, but um, yeah, like it's, it is a weird one. But like, I don't know. It's just such a part of who I've always been. It's never really. It's not something I think about much, if you know what I mean. But you don't get because in my head, I've I, I can't think off the top of my head of anything I've seen to the contrary, other than online. Do you know what I saw the other day? Something that was like... Oh, it wasn't even for music, but it was like just inherent, ingrained sexism in like a... Oh, it was a re- review of something that someone was writing. And it was just like such a miss. And it was like... You know when someone's like accidentally racist... 
because of just institutionalized racism. And you th- in your head, you're like, I'm sure that person is not racist, but they are just an idiot. Yeah. Uh, it was like, oh, I'll tell you what it was. I remember exactly what it was. I was reading reviews of webcams because I wanted to get uh, <laughs> a webcam for fucking this Twitch thing, trying to make that fucking money. And uh, I was reading it and it got to one and it uh, had a ring light built into the webcam. I've got a ring light right now, see? That makes it look, look a bit nice. There we go. Um, and it had a ring light built into it. I'm reading it. It was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, this This might be the one that I get. The last sentence was, female gamer, question mark. This is the one for you. And well, I was just like... Men might want to look good. Well, that's why I bought it. Because I look good now. And it was just like that, like, I'm sure that person wasn't sexist, but them not knowing that that's not an okay thing just made me sort of despair a little bit. Yeah. And I wonder if that happens with, like, in my head I'm visualising maybe a sound guy mansplaining. Does that happen? Uh, Well, yeah, like when we used to have in-house people, it used to be like, my favourite was when we used to turn up to a venue after a 10-hour drive and they were like, ugh. Don't really like, you know, mix your kind of music. You like that shouty stuff. Oh, it's like, that's the, that's the kind of, um, yeah, that kind of person. <laughs> but nothing like inherently sexist about it. Yeah, it's just, it's weird. It's sort of like, it's almost backhanded. They think, they think they're being nice. But, yeah, um, but I, I would imagine maybe you get more than that. More, more of that, but it, it doesn't sound like you do. You don't. You don't get the female gamer. This is the fucking camera for you. Mm. If you if if you can't think of it off the top of your head, then it, no. I mean, there's yeah. been times where like security have like asked me for my, for my pass way more times than everyone else. But I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, yeah, I, that, it's just, that sucks. But like, it's it's one of those things. It's just like whatever. Like, I'm sure this will change. Oh, I tell you what really pisses me off. Here bloody, we go. Bloody vans, right? Vans not having a mirror on the visor thing it's like what like men who have drive vans and stuff don't seem to like want to look at how they yeah, but yeah. now you're being sexy <laughs> <laughs> but no that's what um, i mean it's almost like the companies like doing it like oh they won't want to look at themselves but i feel like there should be more mirrors in like the van visor thing oh i smashed my mirror in mine the other day <laughs> not in my van in my car and I will admit it was in an act of road rage. It wasn't road rage. It wasn't road rage at anyone else. I got really fucking annoyed, and I was like, "Fuck!" And I punched the ceiling, and I forgot about it. Oh no! And then I went to check my makeup a few days later, and uh, pulled the thing down. Just broken glass all over me. Oh no! What well, if that's affected your actual mortgage application? And you don't realise it. That's that's bad luck. <sighs> Don't say that because I have actually had a real space of bad luck since that happened, up to and including being having shattered glass poured all over my body. If anyone's listening, I'm not an angry driver. It was... No, I am quite an angry driver. There's no coming back from that. Just people, just fucking drive better, please. I, I, I feel quite... I feel quite relieved that you don't have like a hundred stories of sexism that you've encountered it makes me feel a bit proud for metal and yeah. heavy music i mean I, I definitely know like other women in bands who've got like way more than me but i don't know if i'm just oblivious to it or like i i'm just always I, just sort of like buried in my emails and like not really or like in a 
a tired stupor, so I don't really notice much. Zines. Sometimes I catch the odd sentence and I'm like, come on, 2020. The whole female-fronted... Um, the... I mean, I remember for a long time it was like the top 10 hottest babes in rock or whatever. And it was like, okay, that's fine. But you ain't got the top 10 hottest men in the same magazine. You're not doing... And it's... I mean, back in the day, it wasn't like a multi... Like just top 10 hottest people used to be in magazines. It used to be like nine women and then a 10th bloke that sort of looks like a woman. Sort of looks like a woman. So like nine women and then Brian Molko from Placebo. <laughs> you know what I mean? But now it's better. But I still catch the odd thing where I'm like, we're just, they're just sometimes missing the mark. But I'm so glad to hear from you that on the whole, it's not the most sexist hellhole around. Yeah, like I feel like it's, yeah so it's not something like that bums me out or anything like that it's like yeah it just doesn't really seem to like affect me really good well actually honestly makes me feel better if only we could get over the fucking the camera the ring light girl gamer this is the one for you fuck off i got really annoyed i was like fuck off why do you assume i'm very annoyed anyway come on tell me about your fucking album what are you doing (laughs) What's um, it? It's it's heavier, but at the same time, it's more diverse. <laughs> uh, no, that's me being that. That's the classic. That is like it's the heavy. It is literally the heaviest thing. No. We've turned into a proper. We've turned into like a, a real metal band, though. Like, think sort of like two thousands era, like Machine Head, Lamb of God kind of style, like double kick. That kind of Ooh. that kind of stuff. We've gone, really? we've gone fully in with Casey and his double kick. He probably hates us for it because he's in the studio as we speak, getting calf cramp. So you, if if someone asked me to describe employed to serve, I would be like, it's kind of like Slipknotty, Will Haveny metal. Yeah, is that still a? Is that accurate? As an old man, that's what I would say. Am I accurate? Yeah, like for like our current stuff, it's definitely like leaning towards that kind of stuff. But it's it's like it's weird. This new album like sounds like us, but it's definitely like sort of more towards your your download sort of festival. You're sort of like metal festival friendly kind of kind of. Well. So what you what you got more breakdowns or you got more you got sing along? We have solos which I'm well stoked on. We have solos which I'm. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. So what? Wait, no solos until this point. Don't and think so. Sammy soloing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got. He's gonna have it's his his up. hair and we're gonna get wind machine. No, we won't get wind machines, but we can do if it's, we want to. <laughs> he's not gonna. Is it Machine Head that's got the guy that falls asleep? I don't know. That sounds funny. Someone's got the guitarist. I mean, someone's got the guitarist who literally 
I can't remember there's a video and they fall asleep on stage. I can't remember what it is. I don't know. I don't even know. I might be wrong. It might be a fit or something. So let's hold all judgment or saying it's funny or anything because I've got no idea. Anyway, hopefully Sammy's not falling asleep. <laughs> Do have you have you got a title for it? Have you got? I mean, that would really be a scoop. You don't have to tell me. You could say I no. I won't. I won't leak that just yet. Right. But um, but I'm sure we're like. I reckon in the new year we'll probably say anyway, but like, um, but yeah, so we're like recording that at the moment and we're going to launch our, well, we would have launched our Patreon probably by the time this comes out. So we're, uh, we're doing one of those, which I'm very excited about doing because jumping on that. Talk me through that. Come on, let's make this the advert for that now. We've done (laughs) it and this can just come out on the same day and that's good for everyone. Yeah, basically, we have hard drives and hard drives of lots of footage for all these tours that we've been doing and like festivals and stuff. And we've never been able to sort of release it in a good way. Like when you put stuff up on YouTube, it kind of just dies and just sort of sits there. No one's like that fast. So like I like the idea of like being able to have like a platform where we can just put all of our like kind of like outtakes or like just fun things because like when you're on your like Instagram and like social media you're supposed to be this sort of serious kind of entity whereas yeah. like I feel like with things like Patreon you can like kind of um, sort of share your actual personality on it for want of a better word. So, what, so it's going to be like videos and shit? Yeah so basically it's like a way to sort of like yeah like spread all of our sort of like news before it's you know, goes public and, and just sort of like, you know, be more of a fan club. And, you know, in, in all honesty, like not having festival season this year has, uh, has cut our budget as well. So it also oh, helps yeah. that. Honestly, what's your, what's your fucking, what's your tears? How much? How much are we talking? What was it? I should have been more prepared for this. It's, Come uh, on. right, tier one is, is a fiver and then tier 10 is a tenner. And then we came up with a fun pun for each one. I can't even think of them. Oh, I what was it. I spend my ah uh, cut that bit. You can't fucking, <laughs> we're gonna. I'm gonna have to cut that. I'm gonna have to make an. I'm not cutting anything. Um, <laughs> where where can they go and look at the Patreon? Uh, and see what they can get. It will be on our Instagram. It'll be linked on there, which is just at employed to serve. Yeah, nice Correct. and easy. Yeah, nice and easy. Got a nice fucking nice fucking blue tick there. What else can you tell me about this new album then? You got any you got solos? You got you got any guests? Guest of Vox? Um, just you? We have got guest folk this, but I don't know they haven't all confirmed yet, but we've got like we've got mates on it and I'm Who very have you excited. Asked? Come on. Who have you so asked? We've asked if Larissa- they say no, you can shame them. <laughs> yeah. Oh there we go. I have to make him then. Uh so we've got Larissa from Venom Prison, she's going to do like, we're going to give her like a sick like mosh call, I think, into a breakdown. She was nearly, she was nearly the first woman on the downbeat. Did she say no to you? No, I, well, I don't know. But this is one of the things where I asked and then their press agent said, yeah. And then they said, how would you do it? And I explained the setup and this is what we do. And then radio silence. Aww. And then I've had other people who I'm friends with girls and i've been like do you want to come on and then they've gone nah i'm actually a bit intimidated by you and i'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you said yeah but i'd love to have larissa on as well but someone well, i'll give her uh, a nudge e- either she said no or her press team said no mm. i keep i keep getting press teams in trouble 
actually, because I don't, I don't think of this as press at all. Um, if I like do, if I'm set up to do one with someone and I haven't got, like I was supposed to do one the other day with someone and I hadn't been sent the EP and it got to the day of it and I let the person I was doing the interview know, I was like, ah, you know, I haven't got the EP yet. And I think they went fucking nuts at their press team. And then I was Ooh. like, oh, I felt like a snitch. <laughs> I was fucking snitching people. Like, All right, won't, won't be getting any more from you. But I hate thinking of it as press. I can't be asked. No, I, I obviously it is like a, a tool for press or a podcast, but I feel like podcasts are way more sort of like fun than that. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit more like a, a general chat. It's like eavesdropping on a pub conversation more than, I don't know, like an article. So. It's like this, this, and this is happening by this. This is it. And it, and she's in our top 10 rockest babes of the decade with Brian Molko and Larissa and Nightwish. And there's always the same fucking ones. Let's get some more ladies in metal, can we? Yeah, let's do it. Um, who else is it? Oh, and we've asked um, the guys from Condra as well. Dan Hang and Brady. On, which guys? Dan oh, and Brady. Nice. That'd be sick. So yeah, we've got like mates on this space. Oh, we kind of like we did it did it for most of our albums, apart from the last one. We've kind of like made a habit of like getting friends that we toured with like extensively that year or that album cycle to sort of like be on it. And uh oh yeah, we had we got Drew on our, our remix track as well, didn't we? That was really yes. cool. I'm really happy you did that. That's why I like, that's why I ask, because you've always had, a bit like us, we always try and get some people in, but we always plan it mega early, and then luckily, by the time they've come to do it, they're much, they've already said yes, but they're big. Yeah. So like, we got Brian when Knock Loose were like tiny, and we were like, you've got to sing on a song. And then by the time the song comes out, Knock Loose are the fucking biggest band on earth. <laughs> and it was it was good. Awesome. Yeah, because that's the thing, because like a lot of sort of sort of people are always like, oh no, you gotta like ask someone who's really big. And I'm like, nah, fuck that. Like I like, you know, friends being on our our tracks. Cause for me, like when I record an album, it sort of earmarks like a, a moment in time. So I like it when I have like mates who are on it who I like was spent a lot of time with around that album cycle next. I'm like, oh, that was cool. Because I like the idea of when I'm like old, I can be like like telling people going, oh, this is when I was in a band. And here's a picture of us together and the song we were on. And we shared is... our packet of crisps and our beer. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> many packets of crisps, many beers. I'm trying to think of the venue. There was another venue that we played in on that Euro tour. And... Someone made me play Viatrophy songs in Soundcheck with your guitarist. What was that? Thing? Oh, the uh, one with Rich. Uh, it was the French one, wasn't it? Was that what it was? It was yeah. a strange, strange show. And Rich isn't in the band now. Rich, Rich has no. moved, moved to Japan. He's finally moved to Japan. So he, like, since I've known him, he's wanted to be in Japan. And uh, so yeah, now he's like. It's really awesome. Like now he's like marrying his, well, I think he's married now to his um, Japanese girlfriend and uh, they're moving over. So that's going to be really nice. Is he Living in Tokyo? Dream. Uh, I think he is in Nagoya. Oh, 
fuck, that's so cool. I'm really jealous. <laughs> I know, I'm really excited though because he'll be like well settled in by the time like I make it over there because I want to go on holiday there. So he can he can show me this, the ropes. So I'm excited have about you, that. Have you guys never been? ETS has never been. No, like um, you know we've, we've asked and stuff. So like hopefully at some point because um, I think we were like spoke, speaking to someone about it, but like before lockdown hit. So. Hopefully, like after this album campaign or something, we can go. That'd be really sick. There in Australia, it's like places I've always wanted to go. It's just Japan is just the fucking best. And in fact, Nagoya has this sick, tiny little venue right next to a record shop. Um, and the hardest moshing I've ever seen in my life at this venue in Nagoya. It was like I don't, I don't want to sound stereotyping, but literally kung fu fighting like martial arts psychotic behavior i loved it yeah like i sort of um i heard because like renounce played there before lockdown and they said it was like the wildest pits they've ever seen but like they um but yeah there was like so so everyone's like really polite and then all yeah. like a breakdown and then, hit in and then like the politeness goes out the window and everyone's just like yeah. killing each other immediate ninja mode activated but it's sick. You guys would go down so well there. It'd be so sick. Oh, man. Hey, maybe, we'll maybe we'll take you. Oh, please do. Because do you know what? I really want to go to Nerds Records in Tokyo oh, as well. Oh, fuck, yeah. I've that guy, the guy that runs that is a fucking hero as well. He's so sick. Like, I literally, I've been speaking to him, like, for, like, five or six years over email because, like, he buys, like, car releases and stuff. And um, but I've just always wanted to go because his store looks amazing. Was he... It He's either in the band Doggy Hoods or he's friends with all those Doggy Hoods guys. You ever seen the Doggy Hoods merch? No. They're like a fuck. They're a Japanese hardcore band, and it's like the the singer I think dresses like a police officer, and they've got this hype man on stage. I'm sure the hype man is maybe the guy from Nerds. That rings um, a bell, yeah. <laughs> and that sounds. It's sick. the most insane band I've ever seen. But it was the first time I really saw, like. You know, like the ripping off 90s death metal logos in hardcore yeah. bands, which the fucking downbeat does all the time. It was the first time I saw that. It was like I was there with BWP and the band that supported was Doggy Hoods and it was the Possessed logo, but it said Doggy Hoods. And I was like, that is the fucking sickest thing I've ever seen. And then watched them play and it was absolutely nuts. Combined with the ninja psychotic moshing, just an, an unreal place. Oh, sounds amazing. Oh, also, I just like when oh, my friends went there, and like when he like he sent me a photo of like just their like not their bus, and it was like, you know, like the the Dumb and Dumber van, like the dog van. It was literally yeah. like a dog bus, but it was just there, there was just like these business people like going to work on this Completely dog bus, normal. like as if like it's not weird that there's a dog bus. <laughs> it's yeah, like it's like sick. Po Pokemon trains and shit, and everyone's just around this like. You know, like, I mean, my girlfriend's pretty much one. Just like, like, quirky, uh, Hello Kitty shit everywhere. Like, you, you, you all know, like, a girl that's like that. But Japan, everyone's like that, and it's completely normal. Like, you go, I'm getting on the Hello Kitty bus, and then I'll get on the dog train to go to the Pokemon Center. Oh, so and cool. that sounds like I'm stereotyping, but it is just like people love collecting shit and they love like, there's a big issue over there apparently with like 
the birth rates are really low because people are just into collecting toys instead of having sex. <laughs> I mean, I might have to reference that somehow, but I'm sure that's why. <laughs> and well, I can believe it. Well, like also, like when when Rich went there the first time, I thought he was like like winding me up, but Pikachu greeted him at the airport. Now that's something like, I've never seen. I'm that's jealous. like literally like there was a giant like Pikachu mascot person like waving everyone in as he came in from the terminal, and I was like, nah, like because it just that's sounds like something. Sick. It sounds so so cool. Can you imagine how sick it would be if we had like Harry Potter greeting? people at Heathrow Airport <laughs> just or like the Queen <laughs> fucking hell I mean they're missing a trick there not doing it at Harry Potter yeah queen, the Queen the Queen can go fuck herself but like a little Harry Potter like impersonator oh Dobby a <laughs> little Dobby yeah, in the house maybe, self maybe like a character that's yeah that you can just get someone in a suit and it doesn't have to actually be Daniel Radcliffe. And then they just greet them. What else have we got that's famous? Mr. Bean? Yeah. You have Mr. Oh, Bean that, greeting people. That. that would be sick. Just Mr. Gr- be Mr. Perfect. Bean at Heath- Heathrow arrivals doing his... <laughs> yeah, because when I, when I went to Florida, we had uh, there was like a person in a Mickey Mouse costume. I was like, yes, Florida, Disney, done. You get to Florida... Michael Mouse is there to meet you at the airport. <laughs> it's fine. It's fucking perfect. Wait, my um, earpods are running out of battery because I haven't thought about this. So I'm going to have to fucking cut it short. I mean, it's no, not it's... short. It's an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah, has it been is that it... long? Wow. Yeah. Is there anything that I missed? Um... This is me. Uh, this is me asking you how to do my job. Is there... Tell you what. Uh, check ETS out check out Church Road Records we have a subscription club where you can buy vinyl, CD and digital we only release the sickest shit thank you, goodbye wow that, <laughs> was, that, like? that, was, that was very specific and really <laughs> good and you can't tell me more about your album really nice. but have you got like a, t- a tentative you can't tell me any. I can tell by your smile. You can't tell me anything. <laughs> it's my. I can't do. <laughs> it's my hostage Given, smile. G- yeah, it was like this man is. Um, I can't tell you the key to the safe. I don't know what to sort of say. Like, it it always sounds so cliche, but it's you know it's my favorite one we've done. Like, or I suppose, yeah, like it's literally out of all of the albums that we've done. I feel like this is my favorite which is a good sign because i have to tour it um and there's lots of solos and there's breakdowns and are you waiting for the world to open up before you release it or have you got like a schedule uh we're sort of we're thinking tentatively late next year like that's because the thing is i think regardless if the world opens up or not I, I don't want to sit on this album for too long because oh, yeah. you know because you, you don't you, it's like for fun do you know what I mean like being in a band it's like it's not a it's not a real career choice so you've got to have fun so the idea of sitting on something for so long is really not yeah. fun oh, we released it and now nothing yeah yeah fucking, I feel bad when that's why I felt bad for loads because it came out and they did nothing and in a way I feel bad for Palm Reader because I would be sat like 
really want to play these songs live. Yeah. But hopefully everyone's buying that shit. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and streaming it and Spotify give us that one day, please. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, I'd say what though, I'm, I hope there's like going to be the comeback of like live sort of Blu-ray DVDs and stuff from all these like live streams because the Code Orange one was amazing. And like Palmy did a think- church one as well, which was really cool. Do you think they will be physical copies or do you think they'll be just like online things? I reckon both because you can get like the Vimeo downloads, can't you? And like... Um, I, I personally wouldn't ever buy a Blu-ray ever again. I th- do you know what? If it was really cool, like if it was like nice packaging, because I, I don't listen to tapes, but I have like a hundred of them because like they've got nice packaging. Like I don't yeah. even have a tape deck. I mean, I feel that way about vinyl. I've got so many vinyls that I've just left in their packet because I stream the band, but I wanted the album. But I don't think Blu-ray... I think that's because vinyl's so big and it's a big bit of artwork. I think maybe yeah. if Blu-rays were as big as vinyls, I'd buy more. Yeah. I need to bring back fucking Betamax <laughs> and just be like, just release a fucking VHS. I'd much rather have a shelf full of VHS than I would blu-rays there's just a nicer spine yeah it's like i like it when you can you know if you and if you're really sad you can like color coordinate it so like fades into colors and stuff and look instagramable and it it would be where where you could hide your weed you could hide (laughs) your weed in your in your vhs if it didn't give you anxiety back in the day i mean i imagine i just replaced mine with my coffee beans coffee beans in a vhs that sounds like some weird hipster way to brew coffee. Like, oh, you, you haven't lived until you tried it. V60 through a VHS. <laughs> Just really brings out some of the acidity in the uh, beans. Or is it, do you, do you like washed? Or is it washed and there's like, what's the other Natural, no, Natural asset. No, I'm big into nerdy coffee. I can actually talk about this. for. I was actually, this morning I've been moaning about my coffee. I bought some coffee. It wasn't very good. Oh. I'm moaning about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a coffee so, tourist. I, I like. Uh, I buy a lot from Dark Arts because their imagery is right up my street. It's proper yeah. goth. I like it. They've always got cool names and they've always got cool uh, like descriptions and stuff. But I've yeah. never tried it. Have you not? Oh, I recommend no. it. Maybe it's next on my list. Maybe they'll fucking send me a fucking bat. No, I'll get some. I'll buy some. Um, let's fucking. Let's call it. Yeah. It's been lovely. Thanks for being the first woman on the moon, on the downbeat moon. <laughs> uh, can you please nudge Larissa to yeah. be the second the second woman on the downbeat moon? I will. I'll, um, I reckon she'll be totally up for it. I would hope so. It was a weird, like, radio silence. I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. This is how I do it. And then it was... No. Done. Mm. But anyway, please send me that. Send me your file. Everyone check out Employed to Serve, at Employed to Serve on all the things. Your Patreon will be up by now. Give them some money. Fill our pockets. There we go. Fill their pockets, please. All right. <laughs> see you later. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.